Hi everybody, welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes, where we discuss issues both big and small. I am your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and this time, I'll be talking about goddesses you should know. Just so you know, I could go on about all of these women. I am cherry-picking ideas and facts about them because this would otherwise be a 60-hour podcast episode if I was to ramble on about each one of these goddesses. But culturally literate people should know these women. There is a bit of crossover among these women with Cary Grant, William Powell, and Humphrey Bogart. Not all of them, but a good few of them work with the same leading men. And a lot work with Peter Bogdanovich, Mel Brooks, and Carl Reiner. From Lee Meredith to Cloris Leachman to Terry Garr to Madeline Kahn, Mary Tyler Moore to Bernadette Peters. And Mel has a very funny story about snubbing Cary Grant. But that's for another podcast. Betty Davis. Wikipedia has a great listing on her. She is the titular subject of Betty Davis Eyes and We Love You in Vogue. She co-founded the Hollywood Canteen. She asked Martin Short on The Tonight Show while he was a guest and had just done a throwaway impression of her if he did her. All About Eve, Dead Ringer, Madam Sin, Burnt Offerings, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, Now Voyager, The Man Who Came to Dinner, Dangerous and Jezebel, for both of which she won the Academy Award. Burt Reynolds told a very funny story about her, which cemented the legendary feud between her and Joan Crawford. Judy Garland. What can you say? Jimmy Stewart glowingly recalled her singing at one of the fabulous Golden Age of Hollywood restaurants before anyone ever heard of her. The Goddess. The Wizard of Oz. Babes in Arms. Easter Parade. Meet Me in St. Louis, Summerstock, Judgment at Nuremberg, like nobody's business. She could rip your heart out and you would beg for more. The greatest entertainer of all time. When she did her show on CBS, she would absolutely blow your mind before the first commercial break. Every time. Nobody could ever hold a candle to her. Just the most incredible star ever. The stories of her figuring out her performances in movie musicals as the shots were being blocked for the cameras, doing it perfectly on the first take and utterly blowing people's minds is enough. She had many problems. She was very human. She was vulnerable. She was tragic. Her reputation suffered immensely. She was unlike anyone else. Ever. Except for Liza Minnelli. My goddess. I love Liza. I could go on and on. We saw her at the palace on the second night of the run, and she made every single person in that theater blubber. Blubber. She is incredible. Absolutely love her. I go for all of that. Cabaret and Arthur and anything else you want to throw in in between Liza with the Z and all of her breathtaking performances. Unforgettable. Her recording of My Shining Hour still gets me every time. The wave of her hand in Cabaret. Incredible. Brilliant. Irene Dunn. This was one funny, glamorous woman. 
I never ever thought I could laugh as hard as I laughed at anyone playing characters who were caught red-handed in lies and laughed it off, making you laugh harder and harder. The Awful Truth and My Favorite Wife are two of my absolutely favorite movies ever, both with Cary Grant as her leading man. Ingrid Bergman. Well, just Casablanca. Forget the rest. Ilsa is just divine. Ingrid Bergman lived a scandalous life and had two extraordinary and very different daughters, Isabella Rossellini and Pia Lindstrom, for whom the bell tolls. Gaslight, Academy Award. Joan of Arc, Anastasia, another Academy Award. Murder on the Orient Express, another Academy Award. Under Capricorn, Spellbound, and Notorious, all three Hitchcock movies. Spellbound and Notorious, again with Cary Grant. Woody Guthrie composed Ingrid Bergman, a song about Bergman, in 1950. Mary Astor, Bridget O'Shaughnessy in The Maltese Falcon. She made over 40 silent films and over 70 talkies. In 1936, her career was nearly destroyed by scandal. Astor had an affair with playwright George S. Kaufman and was branded an adulterous wife by her ex-husband in a custody fight over her daughter. Her first screen test was directed by Lillian Gish. Parental, physical, and psychological abuse. Stolen earnings. She was robbed and then sued by her parents after she regained control of her finances from the parents who fleeced her. She became a very good friend of Betty Davis. She was the Princess Centimilia in the Preston Sturges film The Palm Beach Story. Terry Gar, Young Frankenstein, Tootsie, Mr. Mom, Star Trek, the original series. Screamingly funny. Sandy Lester is an absolute stroke of genius. She is utterly vulnerable, lovable, and her rant at Michael Dorsey when he tells her that he is in love with another woman is just brilliant. And her scream at the de-wigging of Dorothy Michaels on Southwest General in Tootsie is hilarious. And she worked with Mel Brooks, who snubbed Cary Grant. Madeline Kahn, another amazingly funny woman. Her perfect performances in What's Up, Doc. Eunice arrives at the docks and still goes up those stairs. Lily von Stupp. Hello, handsome. Is that a 10-gallon hat or are you just enjoying the show? Blazing Saddles. High Anxiety. Young Frankenstein. Elizabeth warning Frederick about Taffeta. And singing Ah, Sweet Mystery of Life is just perfect. Put her in the pantheon. She graduated from Hofstra, just like Lainey Kazan and Francis Ford Coppola. And she worked with Mel Brooks, who snubbed Cary Grant. Cloris Leachman, again, Mary Tyler Moore, Mel Brooks, Blucher, Academy Award for The Last Picture Show, Phyllis Lindstrom, Ten Cents a Dance, amazing, Nurse Diesel. And she worked with Mel Brooks, who snubbed Cary Grant. Mary Tyler Moore, an Irish Catholic girl from Ocean Parkway in Flatbush. She played a nun opposite Elvis in Change of Habit. Laura Petrie, Mary Richards. She gave David Letterman and Michael Keaton jobs on her show. The ice-cold Beth Jarrett in Ordinary People. Oh, man. And she worked for Carl Reiner, who worked with Mel Brooks, who snubbed Cary Grant. Bette Midler, born in Honolulu, Hawaii. She was named after Betty Davis. She sang at the Continental Baths with Barry Manilow as her accompanist. The Rose, Beaches, 
Wind Beneath My Wings. She just about made Johnny Carson cry. She did Seinfeld. She did The Simpsons. She owned a horse with Krusty the Clown, Crudler, The Nanny, Murphy Brown, Hocus Pocus. She did everything. Fiddler on the Roof, Hello Dolly. Just a goddess. Madonna. Say anything you want. Vogue. Like a prayer. Come on, Vogue. Vogue, 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 Vogue. Jennifer Saunders, Eddie. Eddie Monsoon. Edina Monsoon. Edwina Monsoon. She does PR, sweetie. PR. She buys art. You only work in the shop, you know. You can drop the attitude. Everything. Everything from Absolutely Fabulous. Everything. Oh my God, I love her. French and Saunders had been on the BBC for 30 years. She was on The Young Ones. She was on Roseanne. She was on Friends. She's a great driver. She was on Top Gear. She is married to Adrian Edmondson, otherwise known as Vivian Bastard of The Young Ones. She's Eddie, forever in my heart. Joanna Lumley, Pats, Patsy Stone, Patsy. We saw her on Broadway in La Bette with David Hyde Pierce and Mark Rylance. We met her at City Hall when she and Jennifer Saunders were in costume and later that evening were shooting Abfab in New York when they became official New Yorkers, sweetie darlings, the greatest, most decadent female character ever, Patsy, Patsy Stone. Born in India, she was married to Jeremy Lloyd of the BBC TV fame. She was best friends with Linda McCartney and she and Chrissy Hine gave the eulogies at her remembrances. Connie Booth, Polly Sherman, the witch who weighed the same as a duck and is made of wood. It's a fair cop. She co-wrote all of Faulty Towers with John Cleese. This is a brilliant mind. Brilliant. She became a psychotherapist later on. She married John Lahr, the son of Bert Lahr, who is a very well-regarded theater critic. Deborah Messing. She went to Tisch. She did Ned and Stacy. Grace Adler. Like me, she was born in Brooklyn. She did Seinfeld. She did Smash. She did Vitamita Vegemin on Will and Grace. I love her. Sarah Vaughan. She was one of the great ladies of jazz. She was from Newark. She won Amateur Night at the Apollo and got to open for Ella Fitzgerald. She could play that piano. She worked with Billy Eckstein. Her nickname was Sass, although she often spelled it Sassy. My favorite of all her recordings is her rendition of It's the Lovely. Critic Gary Giddens described her as the ageless voice of modern jazz, of giddy post-war virtuosity, biting wit and fearless caprice. He concluded by saying that no matter how closely we dissect the particulars of her talent, we must inevitably end up contemplating in silent awe the most phenomenal of her attributes, the one she was handed at birth, the voice that happens once in a lifetime perhaps once in several lifetimes. You bet. Ella Fitzgerald, the first lady of song, queen of jazz, Lady Ella, talk about scat singing. Born in Virginia, grew up in Yonkers. Her mother died after a car accident when she was 15, and that caused a tumultuous change in her life. She worked as a lookout at a bordello and with a mafia-affiliated numbers runner. She never talked publicly about that time in her life. When the authorities caught up with her, she was placed in a colored orphan asylum in Riverdale in the Bronx. When the orphanage proved too crowded, she was moved to the New York Training School for Girls, the State Reformatory School in Hudson, New York, 
while she seems to have survived during 1933 and 1934, in part from singing on the streets of Harlem, Fitzgerald made her most important debut at age 17 on November 21, 1934, in one of the earliest amateur nights at the Apollo Theater. She worked with Chick Webb. You can't even begin to think critically about this woman. She was sent from above. What a voice. What talent. Ella Fitzgerald sings the Cole Porter songbook released in 1956 was one of the first of eight songbook sets Ella Fitzgerald would record for Verve at irregular intervals from 1955 to 1964. The composers and lyricists spotlighted on each set taken together represent the greatest part of the cultural canon known as the Great American Songbook. Her song selections ranged from standards to rarities and represented an attempt by Fitzgerald to cross over into a non-jazz audience. The sets are the most well-known items in her discography. While recording the songbooks in the occasional studio album, Fitzgerald toured 40 to 45 weeks per year in the U.S. and internationally. Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Count Basie, Nothing else matters. Frank Sinatra was her biggest fan. Lucy. Vita Mita Vegerman. Jamestown, New York. Mission Impossible. Star Trek. Lucille Desiree Ball. Hoodlum Boyfriends. Communist Party Affiliations. Fred and Ginger. The Three Stooges. The Marx Brothers. Buster Keaton. Ball's close friends in the business included perennial co-star Vivian Vance and film stars Judy Garland, Ann Southern, and Ginger Rogers, and comedic television performer Jack Benny. She was also friends with Mary Wicks and Mary Jane Croft. All except Garland appeared at least once on her various series. Former Broadway co-stars Keith Andes and Paula Stewart also appeared at least once in her later sitcoms, as did Joan Blondell, Rich Little, and Anne Margaret. Ball mentored actress and singer Carol Cook and befriended Barbara Eden when Eden appeared on an episode of I Love Lucy. In 1959, Ball became a friend and mentor to Carol Burnett. She remained friends with Desi until his death. She was the absolute greatest comedienne of all time. And what she did for the medium of television is incalculable. Ain't nobody will ever be like Lucy. I love Lucy. Jean Arthur, born in Plattsburgh, New York. Arthur's first marriage to photographer Julian Anker in 1928 was annulled after one day. She married producer Frank Ross in 1932. They divorced in 1949. She had no children by either union. She died in 1991 at 90. No funeral service was held. She was cremated and her remains scattered on the coast of Point Lobos, California. Arthur was a reclusive woman. News magazine Life observed in a 1940 article, next to Garbo, Jean Arthur is Hollywood's reigning mystery woman. She was the queen of Capricorn. Mr. Deeds goes to town. You can't take it with you. And Mr. Smith goes to Washington. The Devil and Miss Jones, Shane. She was the hard-boiled working girl with a heart of gold, the type of role she would be associated with for the rest of her career. She taught at Vassar. One of her students was Meryl Streep. She suffered from stage fright. She appeared on Broadway many times. She was magnificent. B. Arthur, Maud and Dorothy's Bornack, roles to kill for, lovers and other strangers, 
What a riot. Another one for Brooklyn. She was in the Marines, and she worked with Betty White and Cloris Leachman. She worked with Mary Tyler Moore, with Carl Reiner, and she worked with Jerry Stiller, who was on Seinfeld, and Richard Castellano, who was Clemenza in The Godfather, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, who went to Hofstra, as did Madeline Kahn, who worked with Mel Brooks, who snubbed Cary Grant. Judy Holliday. Like Lucy, in 1952, Holliday was associated with communism, the clear inspiration for Madeline Kahn. Born yesterday, like Jean Arthur, she was a Democrat who supported Adlai Stevenson. She sang with Comden and Green, and Leonard Bernstein was their accompanist. She replaced Jean Arthur in the Broadway play Born Yesterday. Author Garson Kanan wrote the play for Jean Arthur, who played the role of Billy, but left out of town for personal reasons. Kanan then selected Holiday, two decades Arthur's junior, as her replacement. In his book, Tracy and Hepburn, Kanan remembers that when Columbia bought the rights to the film Born Yesterday, studio boss Harry Cohn would not consider casting the Hollywood unknown. Kanan, along with George Cukor, Spencer Tracy, and Catherine Hepburn, conspired to promote Holiday by offering her a key part in the film Adam's Rib. I adore her. Myrna Loy. She was Nora Charles, the Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. Mrs. Blandings in Mr. Blandings Builds His Dream House, opposite Cary Grant, who was snubbed by Mel Brooks. Cheaper by the dozen. She had a small role in The Jazz Singer. She became a New Yorker. The best years of our lives in Airport 75. She was in at least 125 movies, including the original silent version of Ben-Hur. Deborah Messing was inspired by Myrna Loy in at least as many ways as Lucille Ball, and she looks a bit like her, too. Marie Dressler. Dinner at 8. W.C. Fields. Min and Bill. Tilly and Gus. She went out to Hollywood, did not test well, and her career withered. She was a great stage actress. She started acting in 1892. Anna Christie. She won the Academy Award for Best Actress in 1931. She starred opposite Charlie Chaplin in Tilly's Punctured Romance. Her career suffered. Dressler moved into a servant's room at the Ritz Hotel to save money. Eventually, she moved in with a friend, Neela Webb, to save on expenses. After finding work again in film in 1927, she rented a home in Hollywood on Hillside Avenue. Although Dressler was working from 1927 on, she was still reportedly living hand-to-mouth. In November 1928, wealthy friends Mr. and Mrs. Arthur Neuenberg gave her $10,000, explaining they planned to give her a legacy someday, but they thought she needed the money then. During her seven years in Hollywood, Dressler lived with her maid, Mamie Cox, and later Mamie's husband, Jerry. Jackie Cooper told the story of sleeping in her lap at the Academy Awards. She was absolutely incredibly funny. She was humble. She was no kid. She was great. She was Tugboat Annie. Tugboat Annie was the subject of a self-deprecating joke made by Christopher Hewitt as Roger Debris and the producers, a film by Mel Brooks, who snubbed Cary Grant. Lee Meredith. She is the very, very funny buxom nurse in The Sunshine Boys, Doctor Sketch, written by Neil Simon. And Ula. And the producers, a Mel Brooks movie. Mel Brooks being the guy who snubbed Cary Grant. 
Bernadette Peters, the foremost interpreter of the works of Stephen Sondheim. We saw her in Follies and A Little Night Music. She was on the Sonny and Cher show. She was on the Carol Burnett show 11 times. She co-founded Broadway Barks with Mary Tyler Moore, who worked with Carl Reiner. Peters has a mixed breed dog named Charlie. She has adopted all of her dogs from shelters. She is literally amazing. She was in The Jerk with Steve Martin, directed by Carl Reiner, who worked with Mel Brooks, who snubbed Cary Grant. Well, there you go. Goddesses all. I love each and every one of them. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And as the kitties say, peace out.